0: Welcome back to the Solve the Overeating Puzzle podcast. My name is Eugenia, the founder of this podcast and unlocks you the Eating Psychology Clinic, where we give you a mind plan instead of a diet plan so you can be in control of your eating, your weight, and your body. In this episode, I am actually sharing quite a bit of personal experience. about my pregnancy and also going into sugar cravings and how I have been able to manage sugar cravings during my pregnancy. So slightly different episode. I really look forward to sharing uh, my experience with you, but also some tools, tips, and tricks that I've been applying to uh, feeling to be in control, actually, of my eating those cravings and also to a certain, to a certain extent also my body enjoy so let's talk about sugar cravings in pregnancy particularly <laughs> um, the reason why I am adding Um, in pregnancies because you might know you might not know I am unbelievable but eight months pregnant so our baby is coming next month and I've experienced really lots of different things throughout the pregnancy that I let's say expected but then a lot of them if not really most of them I actually didn't expect because you know we are all different and our bodies respond differently and what might happen to one person might not happen to another. So one of the things that I've experienced personally are sugar cravings and I am actually not someone who experiences a lot of sugar cravings in general. So this has been an interesting journey um, to manage those cravings and then also not just only manage but really kind of diving deeper um, into the psychology of eating into um, the root cause of sugar cravings or cravings, food cravings in general and then looking into what I might be able to do and if you are hearing some bird chirping in the background that's because I am actually sitting in my garden today I felt a little bit hot inside the weather is obviously the the temperatures are higher and with a pregnant body everything just feels so much hotter so I'm sitting with my belly out, <laughs> looking at my round belly, and again, just can't believe that our baby will probably come next month, so I'm due in six weeks. Anyway, coming back to the topic, sugar cravings. So. I've noticed uh, the craving started actually and more so in the second trimester. First trimester, I just felt always very nauseous and quite sick. I guess um, I didn't vomit personally, but I was just very, very nauseous and had a really strong food aversion, so I couldn't really eat much, so I didn't experience any cravings. But it started later when I started feeling better and then sort of towards the mid to end uh, of the second trimester and then the third trimester, I also started experiencing these these cravings for sweet and sugar and I must say I first kind of let it go and just indulged a little bit more, but I realized one is it doesn't make me feel great physically, Um Having, I guess, like sugar almost on a daily basis. And then also I was aware of uh, my weight and I didn't want to gain excessive weight, not because my body doesn't need it, but more so if that weight comes from sort of nutritionally poor food then i don't really see i guess the reason why i should be gaining this weight like i said it's not about that um i didn't want my body to gain weight it's just what from and does my body really like need that amount right so i i have been eating uh i guess like I have not been uh, restricting any food or, or restricting any calories or any, anything like that really allowed my body to do what it needs to do. But again, I didn't want the, my body weight or body fat to come from excessive amount of sugar, right? Because um, that's just not necessary. And also I didn't see really the need for these, I guess, uh, nutritionally poor foods in my diet. I will be sharing um, a little bit more obviously as we go so once I've uh, indulged a little bit more and I can notice okay I'm not really feeling physically great and I also don't want uh, to have this I guess on a daily basis amount of sugar in my diet so I decided that I want to do something about that and started being uh, experimental, I guess, but also started observing uh, what's really going on and what could help me. And this is what I would like to share with you. A lot of these tools that I am sharing, not even tools, a lot of these tips that I'm sharing, they can be applied whether you're pregnant or not. Uh, So if you are not pregnant and you're listening to this, the what you will hear today also applies to you just as much as someone who is pregnant so first of all we need to understand the potential root cause for sugar cravings now I did look into it um, online. So kind of why do we crave sugar? And yes, there are obviously hormonal changes, which we can't do about it, right? So we can't do much about it. We have to let the body just do what it needs to do. However, there are also many other reasons. And I felt like this is something that I actually can do and I can uh, change. So. One of the reasons why we might be craving sugar is because our body needs more calories. So, like specifically, like I said, what I've observed in the second trimester, more so than towards the end of second trimester and third trimester, that's when the body starts needing more calories. Uh, Because the baby is growing and um, like your body actually really need that extra energy. So if we are not eating enough calories, what might happen is that your body is asking for then more energy, right? And more energy, the fastest way to get that energy are what? Simple carbohydrates and sugar. And simple carbohydrates, well, any food sort of carbohydrates turn into sugar uh, in your body but let's say it's the fastest when we get simple carbohydrates and sugar as well and our bodies know that they they know what what we need right and so we start craving sugar if we're not eating adequate amount of calories like i said even if you are not pregnant and you are not eating enough calories throughout the day you will notice that you will start craving more sugar as well. So really important that we look into uh, the amount of calories we are eating and making sure that we are eating adequate amount of, of calories, of energy. Well, how do we know it unless we track it? It's really hard to say how many calories right we are having um because i'm not a fan of calories tricking unless you. this is really something that you want to do and i do must i must say i do do it with some of my clients who really want to lose weight and we've done a lot of intuitive eating we've done a lot of things that don't require counting calories but they are just not shifting their weight and that's something that they really really want so that's the only time when i ask them to track calories for educational purposes now if let's say we are not doing it it's really hard to say right however we do know when we're not eating enough you are hungry a lot, you uh, think about food a lot as well, you're skipping meals. So all these indicators could be, um, it could be, uh, let's say, an indicator for not eating enough calories. Also, if you are someone who craves a lot of sort of food at nighttime in the evening um, or you can't go to bed unless you eat that can also be the reason why uh, it can be also an indicator that you haven't been eating enough calories throughout the day so it's really important that we are eating enough that means coming back to those basic things like having enough uh having all your meals throughout the day so not skipping unless you're not hungry if you are not hungry don't worry about it obviously if you're not hungry wait until you're hungry and have your meal then um and if you are hungry let's say when you wake up Or within the first hour have that food have that breakfast then um, it depends on obviously when you have your first meal and when your lunches so some clients of mine are hungry in between and sometimes they're not so sometimes they will have a snack between breakfast and lunch and sometimes they won't so then have your snack have your snack or not if you're not hungry and then obviously have your lunch I always suggest, and really almost all people, do require a snack in the afternoon. Not all, but a lot of people need a snack in the afternoon, so by the time... So that by the time they come home, they don't, they're not ravenous, and they don't feel like they need to eat the entire pantry, right? So we do add a snack sort of between, three, around sort of three and four, um, because then usually their dinner is sort of around six and seven. So that way we eat almost three, every three to four hours. And then you have your dinner and then... For some people, they do like to have something else after dinner. For others, they don't. They feel fine. So I call it the psychological snack. So if you are someone who likes to have something in after dinner, uh, please go ahead. So for me, definitely... Um, I am someone who wants snack and I am actually someone who is naturally eating less in the morning and throughout the day and then it starts later sort of in the day. <laughs> My father actually always laughed about it. Um, he he always said when they asked me if I was hungry for dinner, I said, oh, I don't know, I'm not quite hungry. And he would always laugh, well, that's because the sun is not down yet, right? <laughs> so what he meant by that is I I seem to be getting more hungry kind of towards the evening really actually when the sun starts going down Um, particularly obviously now the temperatures are really like high not really high but they're highest right so it's warm Um, so for me I naturally I'm not really hungry throughout the day I do eat of course I do particularly being pregnant Um, it's kind of like a combination of constantly being hungry But then also being full, because obviously there is a lot of baby inside of you. So you're full with baby rather than full with food. And um, so, but through again, throughout the day, I tend to eat much, much less. Um, And I find most of my calories are actually coming in the evening. Yeah, and that's something that I've always been doing and it seems to be natural for me. So, um, really important that I do eat then, in the like when when I start being hungry, then as well. Uh, So, I was talking about psychological snack, right? So, if you're someone who has that snack or something else after dinner, just go ahead, okay, And, and have that. So, like I said, for me, I always have something. And for me personally, I tend to go for protein based snacks, so that could be two eggs it could be I absolutely just love yogurt with some unsweetened cocoa powder and a little bit of stevia oh my god that's just <laughs> it's like a creamy mousse just absolutely beautiful uh, and I just really love it so that's something that I have on a very regular basis as well Uh, And then sometimes I love fruit as well in the evening. So I would chop up a bowl of fruit or different type of fruit maybe as well. And um, sometimes actually a bowl of fruit and veggies. So let's say it could be carrot. It could be capsicum. I just love capsicum. Um, And like let's say an apple. And I would just kind of munch through that in the evening then as well. So that's... I guess, how do we make sure that we have enough calories? Well, that's one way of doing that. So you are eating regular meals. So for me, it was really important that I, even though I wasn't skipping meals, but I guess I noticed that maybe sometimes when I was out and about and, um, What happened is that I would, yeah, not really skip, but I wouldn't eat on time, right? Because I was out and I was doing things. And then it would be like two, three o'clock that I come home and my body just needs that extra uh, energy and very fast energy as well. Um, And that's when I noticed that I started having those cravings. So what I started doing is uh, before I go out is that I would get something like I would uh eat something and then I would pack something in my bag and then definitely when I come home as well. The other thing um so that's was enough calories making sure that you are eating enough calories and you're not skipping meals, right? Um yeah, so for me it was really important to make sure that I don't have big gaps. In between meals, so I don't come home ravenous. The other one is because I was craving, uh, like I said, sugar or often also just simple carbs. I would, and when I was indulging into those, sometimes I would get like a scone or I would get uh, a slice um, or like a cake or something like that or a biscuit. I noticed and I was always sensitive to blood sugar fluctuation and I noticed that that's what was going on as well. So if let's say I ate more carbs I was or more sugar, I was craving more carbs and more sugar. So and again, I wanted to eat whatever I felt like eating, but I noticed that it really affected me longer long term as well uh, so I was craving more and more I was craving sugar than every day I was craving carbs every day and that's not what I want right I don't want to be eating because I'm craving something I want to be eating because that's what I feel like eating but not because my body is almost like has control over me right and I can't control it so that's that's why it was always important for me that I have control and therefore I look for solutions. So that was another, uh, I guess, way for me to look into my diet to see what is it that I'm actually eating here um, and making sure that I prioritize fiber and protein and fat fiber protein fat fiber for protein fat so in the morning making sure that i do get my protein in and that would be like two eggs it would be uh, yogurt with protein powder something like that um and then Again, as a snack, it would be like two eggs maybe for lunch. Definitely getting my veggies in, my salad, uh, protein, and some fats as well. Now, uh, sometimes I would eat carbs, some- sometimes I wouldn't. Um, I am someone who doesn't really need many carbs, um, carbohydrates. I feel like I do really, really well actually on very low carbs diet. However, I would have carbohydrates. Like I don't eliminate them completely because again, then I start craving them. Right. So, but being aware of what works for me so having my keeping my diet sort of on low on carbs and when i say low on carbs i have a lot of fruit i eat a lot of fruit a lot of bananas so i do get my sugar i do get my carbs through fruit and veggies but it's just not starchy vegetables right so i would have sometimes kumara for example but i wouldn't eat bread or pasta or rice or anything like that because i right my body doesn't really need that so looking into my diet uh yeah that was my lunch and again afternoon snack um quite often it would be actually like something like yogurt or again eggs depends on what i ate obviously earlier or hummus is also great um sometimes just veggies and then my lunch so uh, my dinner dinner is very similar to to lunch as well like i would especially the the warmer i got the more salads i would eat and then eggs or meat or fish or salmon uh something like like that right and then like i said um a snack in the afternoon then as well sorry after dinner as well and that's usually what i mentioned earlier so again focusing on fiber and protein is kind of the main thing for me and when i do that those cravings disappear so within a day or two those cravings disappear making sure i don't uh, accidentally uh, skip meals or don't eat on time the other one is making sure my blood sugar is nice and stable so i go back to low carb no sugar or let's say sugar comes from fruit diet and it just almost immediately disappears um, as well the other thing something that i've always done and really make sure that that's what i'm doing as well moving almost every day yeah, movement is just has been a savior for me um i like i said i've always been moving it was never it's not something that i started new in the pregnancy um movement has always been part of my life i've been always very active but i've noticed when um I started getting some pains in the hip. I, to protect myself, I noticed that I started moving much, much less. Uh, and then when I did go for a walk, I had more pain. And at some point then I thought, no, I really want to move. And I went back to moving every day. So to go, going for a walk, that's really what it is. And then doing some stretches. And interestingly enough, I noticed that after a few days my pain disappeared i know i no longer had pain in my hip my hip felt not 100 percent the same as it was before pregnancy but i could move and i could sleep then at night time without having that pain or without needing to lie down afterwards so but i guess the reason why i'm sharing this is because it does help with uh, blood sugar stabilization as well movement helps so much worth keeping our blood sugar stable so if you could if you can get movement daily movement in um, or as much as you can even if it's like a little bit of yoga or Pilates and some days it might be going on a bike ride some days it could be going on a walk any type of movement that will also help you now if you've been listening to my podcasts for a while, you know that uh when I look into underlying reasons for our cravings, uh or for our undereating, overeating, not under eating, more so overeating, <laughs> and binge eating and food cravings reasons, I divide them in through, into three underlying potential reasons. So that's biological, psychological and what's the other one um oh my god see this is baby brain <laughs> it's just... oh my god uh biological psychological and i can't think of the other one right now <laughs> i can't believe it um so the biological is basically thing of oh, physical as well of course physical <laughs> so the what i've just mentioned today some of it is physical some of them are biological so let's say biological is uh, when we're not eating enough calories right physical is blood sugar fluctuation um then the third one that we always need to look into it de- it doesn't apply to me um but I do want to mention it here just in case it's something that you might want to look into for yourself. Are psychological reasons for your sugar cravings? Um yeah, the reason why I'm saying this is because I for it's been a really, 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 really long time that I felt like I need to eat a cake or ice cream because I felt sad or because something was going on in my life. Um, That's not something that I experienced, used to, and definitely used to experience. And that was absolutely terrible. But that's not something that I am experiencing anymore. However, it doesn't mean that uh, that's not something that you might be experiencing, particularly... Oh my God, if you're listening and you are pregnant... You will know you go through so many different emotions, right? It's it's a <laughs> it's a journey. Hallelujah! <laughs> um, there are moments where you feel absolutely amazing and great and look forward to the baby and the journey, and then there are moments where you are anxious and sad and frustrated and and start having doubts and oh my god, so many different emotions, right? And then so much overwhelm at some point as well so if that's the case for you and you tend to eat because maybe you're bored maybe you're frustrated you're angry you're sad you are anything uh that you feel please look into that as well So what I find helpful for me, even though that's not a moment when I eat, but I would like to share what I've been doing when i have experiencing a a different variety of emotions. Um, What really helps me, and I will come back to it, and I know that I'm repeating myself here, is walking. I force myself to go out and be outside and walk. Even though I feel like all I want to do is just lying here. um, And there are days, there have been days where I was just thinking... When I was just thinking... Here I am going on the stupid walk for my stupid mental health. <laughs> okay. And I'm actually just quoting a meme um, online... <laughs> and because I thought it was funny and on those days it actually was on my mind when I went for a walk when I went on that stupid mental health walk on that stupid walk right and but I knew that when I come home everything will feel lighter everything will feel better and it did it really really did so Go on a walk. Move, please move. The other one is journaling. Journaling, just writing things down. There is an app called Reflect. It's it's just a free app. There are, there is a paid version, but I personally use just the free word version uh because to me for me that's enough uh but obviously you can do the paid version if you like uh if you want to access more more uh features but again I find I suggested to clients I find the free version is really is really really great. So it's called Reflect. It's basically also when you download it, it's like two two yellow dots, one bigger dot, one smaller dot. What I love about it is because it uh, prompts some questions, and there are different themes and topics that you can choose. So some maybe um, there are some topics are on relationships, and other, other topics are on um, uh, mental health or uh, gratitude or um self healing sort of self gratitude um yeah different type of topics and i always or there is also a uh, space where it can be just like you can just basically write down how you feel and uh, so there are no prompt questions you just write what you want to write yeah so it's a, kind of like an empty space as well so you can choose what you would like to do and what i love about it some days i feel Um, I just want to write freely from my mind what's going on for me but most of the time I must say probably 95% I actually use those prompt questions I really love that love that because it asks me certain things that um, and even though some of them are repetitive it doesn't really matter because it still helps me to ask myself those right questions and it helps me to reflect on what's going on for me, but also helps me to, um, I guess, be more objective, but also look at it from a different perspective. So finding perspective, shifting my focus, shifting the way I feel uh, as well. And some days, in the past when i went through a really hard time um and like days after days i would actually just always come back to this app and just keep journaling keep journaling keep journaling and i found there was just something healing about that yeah so journaling can help talking to friends absolutely like that's something that I don't always do, depends on the topic, but definitely talk, I always talk to my partner. He is like my, like my best friend. Um, I do talk to him about everything, really. Anything that bugs me or worries me or something that I'm happy about. And so if you have a partner like that in, and who can hold space, do that or, or obviously reach out to a friend. Or a therapist or a psychologist or a counselor or a coach. uh, Because I do think talking through things really helps for us, especially for us women, obviously for men as well. um, But I think it's really important that we actually reach out and and get that help and get that support as well. Um, What else is there for my mental health? Yeah, talking to people, the reaching out to friends, definitely therapy. So uh, I I always have a counselor uh, who I can go to when I need to, haven't been there for a while, for actually quite a while, Um, but she's there and I know that she's there and I just absolutely love it. And I know that I can can go to her and I can talk to her then as well. Uh, Definitely my walks definitely food. Food does change how you feel as well. So the healthier I eat, the better I feel about things, getting out into nature, uh, that helps as well. So this is what I have been doing to manage my cravings. Oh, maybe something else that I would like to add. So something when, when I do feel like something sweet, I actually have been experimenting with some keto snacks what i love about keto snacks is uh, uh i add stevia to it so it, it does keep my blood sugar stable but it also because it's sort of higher in fats again it helps me i, I eat that sweet food but it doesn't uh, i guess uh, spike my blood sugar and it doesn't send me into this blood sugar uh I guess dance right where it goes up and down and then I will crave more because I had something sweet. Doesn't do that with those keto snacks. That's what I love about that. So they are high in calories, so high in fat. Um quite a, sometimes it depends on what we say, what it is, but there's like coconut oil, there is uh peanut butter uh cocoa powder desiccated coconut right and then like different nuts and seeds and that's what I love about keto snacks so I would prepare sometimes those and then put those into the freezer and just keep them there and if I feel like something sweet that's what I would have as well but by saying all of that if I really want something if I really want let's say a piece of chocolate if I really want a cake or a slice and I know that I haven't had it for a while. And I know that it doesn't come from like a craving because from a physical craving, right? It's because it's my body that's just driving that. It's more so, you know what? It would actually be nice. Yeah, why not? So it's a different type of like, it's a different reason, right? Having that food. Um, and when I have that, then I just go and have it. I would go to a cafe and enjoy... A cake or a slice or, or a biscuit or whatever that is so I don't uh deprive myself from that so that's really 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 important to me and that's what I teach my clients as well but again there is a difference between me wanting something and then my body is controlling me and I just and without right, uh, so I guess the question is, who has control over it? <laughs> is it yours in your body? I really hope this helps you. Uh, if you have any questions, if you're pregnant and you are struggling with sugar cravings, and you want some help and support with that, flick me a message, Eugenia at nz and I will answer your questions. Um, if you're not pregnant and you're listening to this and you are struggling with this. There are actually some more episodes on sugar cravings, so why we crave sugar and what to do about that. Uh, that's uh, The other episodes are not personal. Um, I kind of tend not to share too much personal, I guess, on uh, the podcast just because I want to keep it... Not about myself, but really to help you personally uh, by looking into, I guess, more objective reasons and then also give you some tools and strategies. But I thought I'll just share with you what I've been doing and how it has helped me. And um, yeah, maybe that will help you too. Hope you enjoyed this episode and learned a little bit more about sugar cravings and what you can do if this is something that you're personally struggling with, uh, you are pregnant or not. If you would like to learn more about the psychological aspects of uh, sugar cravings and also specifically at night time i have added some more links to more podcasts that i've recorded about this topic so you'll be able to find those links in the description for now thank you so much for listening and share this episode on social media with your friends we never know who needs to hear it today I will talk to you very soon again. For now, no matter where you are in the world, have a beautiful day, night or evening. Bye.